Hey, hey man. How you doing? Good. It's been a, a whole uh, ass month. <laughs> All around it. The whole thing. Just... <laughs> I don't know why, the, but it's been a it's been a month since we had an episode. Yeah, well, we've been very. What happened? Been, What's been going on this last month that has kept us uh, from recording a show? Well, we launched a pedal that the, caused us to be very busy. It was a new, brand new pedal, the Fates. Right? The Fates. We have it in here, so we can show it uh, off again. Yeah. yeah, we gotta sell some pedals. There it is, right there. The Fates, looking good. All right, everybody that has one, I hope you like it. Everyone that doesn't have one. Get one. Get one. There you go. Uh, and then I went to, I had to go to Alabama. Alabama. And then yeah. we went to Chicago. We did. We did. Boutique Pedal Showcase. Effects. Boutique Effects boutique. Pedal yes. Showcase. Yes. Very, a lot of, lot of mouth. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot, a lot of mouth. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Man. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's but it was, great. It was a good time. We it got was, to see a lot of friends and yeah, uh, played some cool stuff. Yeah, it was great. A lot of snacks. Lots of snacks. Yeah, we, we put out an APB for uh-huh. anybody we did. that came to the show to bring us snacks, and we give you a, a special little surprise. Yeah. And, man, we got some snacks. We got a lot of snacks. We brought a lot of snacks because I always bring a lot of snacks. Yeah, we had a whole box full. And then we got a lot more, so we were just handing them we out. a whole car full. I'm still eating snacks from that. We still have the cheeses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. We'll we'll so. try our best to eat them all. But man, people loaded us up. Yeah, and and thank you to anybody who's listening who brought us snacks. Yes, and uh, we we'll keep this tradition going mainly because all the other pedal builders were looking around like, who are what these is going guys? on? And then we got to hand out snacks to people. That's right, which was really nice. Yeah, and then uh, and then what else? We oh we had we had to make all the joey pedals. Oh yes, yes. So all. Um, the upcoming Brothers Landreth shows, they're going to have High Roads mm. and uh, Mjolnir's uh-huh. uh, at the merch booth. Yeah. So we're not selling any direct. I think they're going to take a few to sell on their merch store. Um, but yeah, if you want one, go buy tickets, go see the bros play. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm sure they'll sign it for you. So, a little keepsake. That'll be really cool. Yeah. yeah. So that's a lot of stuff the last month. <laughs> it's been it's been pretty uh, busy. So are we kind of back to normal now around here? Are you, I, how are you feeling right now? I feel good. I like the busy. No, it was and, oh, and, and Jeff was gone. Oh, and then Jeff was so gone. So you you, yes. you were out there uh, making pedals. I was soldering. I was out there helping out. Yeah, you were Ch- folding boxes, folding boxes, and putting grain. backs on. You want to do it right now? I got you. Oh. Oh. You can open yours later if you want. I yeah, just yeah I'm it. not ready yet. I've got a uh, a liquid death here. Oh man, mango wait. chainsaw. Trying to get that sponsorship. I'm they have trying. So many man. cool like they neon do. signs and stuff in there. I want everything, store. man. Send us everything. Who? Somebody's gonna have to give us the hookup for those guys. Yeah, we're, it's well, got to happen. If it happens for John at Peach, maybe it'll happen for it'll us. It'll happen for us. Yes. So things are kind of getting back to normal. Yeah. But now we have to start working on Nam stuff. Yeah. It seems really early to talk about Nam. But it's not. It's but it's September. not at all. It's September. We got to get going because we're going to do Nam. Yes. We're going to have a full booth, mm-hmm. and we're shooting for having some brand new uh, pedals to launch at Nam. We, we hope. We hope. But I, I think I've been breadboarding, uh-huh. um, and showing the guys some of the stuff that that I've come up with. Yeah. So hopefully, one thing seems pretty much. I think that there. was locked in. Yeah. We had a good sesh. Yes. Uh, yesterday, I think um, it got we got really far with it. And then we may be 
getting getting kind of far with some other stuff. But mm-hmm. we, I might be reaching out to some other fellow pedal designers who are uh, very gifted in the design aspect of the mm-hmm. the thing, and hopefully mm-hmm. they can help get some stuff ready for the show. Because uh, I don't like taking prototypes. I, I did it at last Nam. I took the yeah. course, yeah. the Fates prototype, and it was you know it was fun. I just wanted to get people's ears on it because this is something so outside my wheelhouse. Yeah. As far as like making, but um, for this upcoming Nam, I feel like if they're not exactly ready, I won't show them because we have a lot of stuff, and, and there's still a lot of people that that haven't played our our lineup yet yeah we so. came out i mean we have the hephaestus and the luxury drive and the fates this year yeah it's a lot of neat stuff for people to try if they haven't uh, been by in a while yeah so. for sure but what's our what's our topic today okay Matthew? so that was a nice catch-up yeah we had a lot of stuff to catch up so i put the apb out on our instagram asking for topics uh-huh um you know just wanted to hear from y'all on what you guys wanted us to talk about and uh, we got a great question forgot to write down who it was from uh, but thank you, person. Thank you, person. If you're if you're watching, I hope you are. They asked, "How do guitar players develop their own sound?" Yeah, now, that's a meaty, meaty topic. Mm-hmm. Because you beef know, or chicken? Do you be- think? Pork. Pork. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want I want beef, chicken, and pork. Just just give me the smorgasbord. It, if it's got legs, you want it chopped up on a plate yeah. <laughs> it's like the gecko yes <laughs> whatever sorry that's that's give me like the 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 what was that the 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 speak and say you know the farmer one mm, where you pull yeah. it i want every single one of those things on my plate <laughs> that's what i want um so yeah so i think and and i'm gonna just throw this out there i think it's probably the ultimate goal of every guitar player to develop their their own unique sound you right? hope I Isn't think. that kind of the point of the whole endeavor? No. Is to kind of you don't think so? Well, maybe. Like, I, do you think it's do you think enough people like is that a thing that you think mo- most guitar players are trying for or it's an accident or like like what do you think about that? Like do you think it's an intentional thing for mm-hmm. most guitarists to try for that or is it just kind of things that it happens to people or it doesn't happen to people? What I do think, you think? I don't I think there's there's probably a there's got to be a divide of people that just want to play guitar. Yes. They just want to yeah. play and yeah. have fun and, and play songs. Yeah. And they don't ever consider their own. Like crafting their signature. own unique sound. Yeah. So they are, they're content. Obviously, you know, today you and I are drooling over the uh, Mike McCready Stratocaster <laughs> yeah. that came out today from Fender. Which I'm it's, unsure why I want it. I just I, really I'm a it. much bigger Pearl Jam fan than you are. I don't yeah. think you are a Pearl Jam fan at all. I am not a Pearl Jam fan. I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan. I don't fan. like his guitar playing. Yeah, sorry, internet, but uh, I think it's a wicked looking Strat. There you go. I mean, it's a it's a it's a relic 1960 Stratocaster, yeah. which is very cool. How do you go wrong? But with point, rosewood, it's got a rosewood board. That's very cool, which is not something that why? happens on the import <laughs> yeah. vendors. And why is that? So, that's something we're like excited about. Oh, now. oh man, they've got rosewood now. I mean, it's uh, it's becoming rare in the import game. That's to true. have real rosewood. So, <clears throat> point being is that like if you like love Yellow Lead better and you want to play like Mike McCready, you can get that guitar and you could uh, you know you're on your way. And so there's a lot of players that that's their lane. Yeah, and they're happy with that, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you don't think so? What percentage of players do you think like think about like when did you start thinking about it yourself? Like, I'd like to craft a unique tone for myself, or have you ever even thought that in your head? Mm, I don't know because I, I so 
I think for the first half of my guitar playing mm-hmm. life, so I've been playing since I was 15, so like 23 years yeah. or some odd years, yeah. 24 years. Um, for Probably like the first 10 years was just trying to figure out how to play. Yeah. Still working on that over well, here. I mean, so yeah. am I. You know, yeah, it's it's yeah, a never-ending yeah. journey. But I think after I got competent and comfortable with that, then I started experimenting with what made me me. And I think a lot of that came from just actually practicing um, and trying to figure out what I liked playing. Because for for me, it wasn't... And this is something we can get into. I don't think a sound... I don't think your guitar playing sound... That's air quotes uh, for all you listening at home. That's fine. Uh, Quote, unquote, sound is all about... I think your gear has the smallest um, factor of importance. Agreed. In your sound, quote, unquote. Um, But anyway, I think for me that like after I really dove into really learning how I approached picking Mm -hmm. and what scales I liked Mm -hmm. and... um, modes and all the things that I now use all the time I I didn't ha- I was just kind of floating in this like sea of yeah. anonymity and the and the floating in sea is like just learning the songs that you wanted to learn yeah playing those in gigs maybe yeah. writing some originals here and there yeah yeah and just kind of like you know but did, was it an epiphany in a way where you're like I want to start focusing on that or did it just kind of shift your guitar playing just shift in that way I think I think I didn't even notice it until I started hanging around more people that were actually musicians and they said oh I can tell when you're playing ah. at a guitar store or yes. you know I, I just I always know it's you yes and and that and that, could, that could probably be said about a lot of people um, you like, like I could tell your guitar playing. Yes. And is that because I have a unique sound or is it because you are stuck in an office next to mine <laughs> and you have to listen to me on every break? I'm berated. Wailing on my uh, California tweed. I think it's, it's like you have your own approach. Yes. Because I think like we take this term sound, quote unquote, again. Um, and that's not what we're talking about. Not really. We're talking about technique. Yeah, I yeah. think so. But uh, but we could get into it. But it's, I don't it's, a, no, I mean that's that's why I like the topic a lot because there is that idea that like you know you could say and I think there is a thesis there where no matter what every guitar player is going to end up coming up with their own unique sound unless they're really 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 purposely trying to learn and mimic another player. Is, is sound because I just feel like that there's over the years. And of course I've got all this written down and we're just going to jump around like crazy. Yeah. I feel like there's just enough osmosis from listening to as many guitar players as you do mm-hmm. and learning as much stuff as you can, that, that, that amalgamation is, is did I say that correct? Is that Amal- a word? Yes. Yes. Very good. Amalgamation <laughs> is a word. Right. Yeah. I, just, I, <laughs> I, I, I pronounce everything wrong. So I, I'm trying to make sure that, that it's, it's always going to be unique to you that you will create something that is different right? that way. Unless you're like, I like this player so much that I'm going to just really tone it, tone it in and hone it in. <laughs> I think there's, I think there's, a, there's three approaches. Okay. Either okay. Okay. you're just playing guitar to have fun. Yes. Which is, well, it should be everything. Well, well, yeah. Hopefully. But like, you're, there's no, there's no <sighs> end goal. It's just other than in yes. the enjoyment of guitar, which is amazing. Yes. And I kind of envy that in a way. Um, there's, 
no existential uh, crisis about right, why you're, you're doing like, it. I'm you're just, just ripping, just bro. Fun. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. kind of beautiful. Ab- absolutely, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, there is um, pure idolation, or or uh, I I want I, I want to say mimicry, but that's not that's not kind enough. Like people who are so enamored by a certain player that that is that is who they want to be. Yes. Like all the people who are so obsessed with John Mayer or Jimi Hendrix or uh, David Gilmore. And yeah. like, that is how they play. Yes. Yes. Which is cool. Or the people who are trying to carve their own path. And I think a lot of those people might not even be conscious of that. Uh, yeah. I think that could probably yeah. be split into and, another group. And I, and I think that's sort of that you're right. There is the idea that it had just happened for people. Yeah. And then there's people that are sitting down and saying like the, the person who asked this question clearly has been thinking about it. Yeah. So they're in that conscious group where they're saying i'm going to try to so i guess what we're going to end up hitting here when we're talking about this is all the things that people do not consciously but you are developing your own sound by doing these things and then what you can do if you're like i want to try to do that what are some of the techniques that i could i could try to do and that's that's you know maybe very esoteric to try to think about that but you know we can go down the list and see where that kind of ends up. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? So I think the first thing I want to talk about is, is like, let's, let's kind of go down to that, that rabbit hole a little bit about like, if you're going to be the kind of player that's going to just go for somebody's sound. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. for us, I think the easiest example would be Billy Gibbons for you yeah. and James Hetfield for me. Sure. Right. Whereas like, like how do you like learn from that person without becoming a, a, a player who's just doing Billy? Without, right? without becoming like parody or something. Yeah, or, or yeah. Not, because not I that. think that people would listen to you and hear the Billy, yeah. and people know you as a Billy guy, and it's it's a it's a a big part of what we do here at Mythos, yeah. with the Chupacabra and a lot of things, and so so you know you, you know you see the guys out there that are doing the Billy thing, mm-hmm. and you know for me you know a lot of where I started was the James stuff and mm-hmm. trying not to go down that full bore, and I never have. Yeah. So like, what did you? Was that a conscious thing that you did where you're like like, I don't want to just, like, go down that road and just be a Billy guy? No, I did want to go down that road. So, okay, good. Yeah. So, talk about that a little so, bit. So, like, when I, after, let's see, I guess it was about meh, 2009 uh-huh. or 10, I started, I didn't, I, I had no girlfriend. I had nice. no, nothing to do. Nice. I was in Sparta, Tennessee. Just sitting at home playing Borderlands. I, I was I was playing Skyrim. <laughs> okay, Skyrim. When, yes. Whenever that came out. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But like I was playing, I was playing Bethesda games. Uh-huh. Um, hope that's Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> if you, if you Jeff. Really um, I was playing Bethesda games mm-hmm. and playing guitar, and so I just really, I would go get every. Uh, Premier Guitar, Guitar World, mm-hmm. uh, every guitar magazine that had Billy Gibbons riffs or lessons. Yeah, and, you, and and I had a huge, and I still have somewhere, just boxes of guitar magazines. All Billy. With, with just lessons. Yeah. You know, I mean, just all those guitar mags. Cause I would yeah, get yeah, them. yeah, yeah. And so I would just learn all that stuff and then learn all the songs. Yeah. And, and learn them in not a, I'm going to learn this song, but I'm going to play this like Billy played it. Yeah. Like that, because they're two entirely different things. Like you can learn, yes. um, uh, Jesus just left Chicago. Yeah. There's learning the notes. <laughs> right. And then learning how Billy played them. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was what I did. And I would put, 
I, I never, I've never put sevens on a guitar, but I'd do eights. Yeah, yeah. And I'd use a peso. I was gonna say I did, I did took and, a, I, when I got in my heavy Billy phase, I just used a quarter. Right, a quarter pick or like a quarter pick. Yeah, okay. I used a quarter as a pick. Yeah. Oh, you just a normal round quarter? Yes. <laughs> With the sides is like scratching? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I just did it for a while. It was fun. Right. I mean, like, yeah. it, like the uh, the Brian May uses, what, a sixpence or whatever? Yeah. And the, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's it is a, the round pick thing is an interesting thing. Yeah. But I, uh, I did all that mm-hmm. and just practiced and just sat there and I'm sure drove every neighbor crazy. Mm-hmm. Like trying to get everything from like brown sugar, all like the first album, first couple yeah, albums. Yeah. So that it, I mean, it, and, and that I'd been doing that for a long time, like trying to learn those things, but I never like really tried to learn them like Billy played them. And so, what was your end goal there? You just needed a project like yeah. to improve your guitar playing. You said, if I can play like Billy, then my guitar playing will improve. No, I just I was like, I this is something I want to do, uh-huh. and and I'm I mean, but you 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 know me, and I think anyone that really knows me knows that it, when I get my mindset to something, mm-hmm. there's nothing really, unless it's something so fantastic or, or outlandish that it's, there's, there's definitely some sort of barrier. Yeah. Like if I want to do something, anything, yeah, I just do it. And, and I'm super encouraging of that. Like I yeah. wanted to wind pickups. And so I bought like, you did, you bought a, pickup a small winder. pickup factory's worth of material. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you know, like I wanted to make a proton pack. And so I did all that. And I want to, like, like three D print props, and so I like I'm you know I, my poor wife will come downstairs and go, what's that smell? And it's like, oh, I'm filling in layer lines with Bondo. And she's like, do that outside, <laughs> <laughs> like fiberglass just in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, to me, it's I'm ne- I hardly ever do things with the goal, and I think I think this is I think it's a good way to be. But that, I mean, of course I would. Um, I never do anything with the goal of having a there's never a finish line necessarily mm-hmm. uh it's just i'm i'm there for the journey and the education yeah. that that thing well, affords me I, I think for guitar playing especially i mean there is no there's no destination because this is our life right and anybody that plays guitar you know uh, my goal every time i pick up the guitar is to play the best i've ever played Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want yeah. to be able to like say like I played the best I've ever played today. It does not happen every That's day. A lot of pressure. <laughs> it do- well, it, it doesn't happen every day. Yeah. But when it does, like every- my wife comes home, I'm like, guess what? I am the greatest guitar player <laughs> who has ever lived. And that and and just having that, all I need is that happens, you know, like once a quarter. Right. Sure. And yeah. then I'm like, this is why I play because mm-hmm. you have those moments. Yeah. So. You know, did did you have a moment where you're like, good, I'm good with Billy? Mm-hmm. Or has it just been this whole time that you've been there? Because I don't think that I would say your guitar playing is just a copy of Billy. No. So that that's kind of where we're at here is that, like, you can go down that road and you can say, I'm going to do this. And then you could start a ZZ Top cover band. <laughs> right. And you can make your money and you could grow the beard. And well, you would be really cool. It would be really fun. Right. But that's not what you ended up doing. No. And, and, and I've and, done this yeah. with a lot of different artists. See, that's the entire point here, yeah. right? Is that like that's where I get into the thesis that we're all unique because we're at some point in our lives doing it with enough artists mm-hmm. that you're gonna nobody's gonna have the same list. Yeah. No, no. And no. then if you don't have as long as you don't have the same list, I mean, even if you did, there's gonna be something about 
the way you play, and we'll get to that because that's that's topic number three. Wow. But that that could you know sort of affect how that works. Yeah. So what were the other artists where you said like that maybe not as intense as Billy, but maybe right. they were as intense as Billy. I mean, I I went through moments where I learned as much as I could learn of uh, minus the bear. Yes. With all yeah. tapping. Yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. so I'd had like a tremolo set up, and I would be tapping, yeah. and and I had. I might have had two loopers, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like he like Dave Knutson uses, and so I learned all that stuff that I that I could learn because uh, it's hard. It mm-hmm. like if you've not spent much time with Minus the yeah. Bear, um, his his guitar playing is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, but I learned all that, and and yeah. uh, I did a David Gilmore thing. Yes. I I did. Um, I there for like a year. I just tried to learn country licks. I had a yeah. Well, uh, but that's it. That's a really big part of this, I think, is yeah. that like if you 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 pick your favorite players. Right. I and we went over our top five guitar players. If you haven't watched that one, you should go back and watch it. But so I obviously learned so much Metallica. Yeah. And then I learned like, you know, Queens of the Stone Age, Jack White. And then but also like what you want is you want to throw in some people there that or some styles that maybe aren't 100 percent. Like I went through a huge like B.B. King face. Mm hmm. Where I was like, and you might not hear it, but there's some stuff that I do that I definitely stole from listening to a ton of BB King. Sure, and and you know I don't listen to a ton of BB King, but like there was something about it at the time where I really wanted to learn how to just play like that mm-hmm. and just play like a little bit. Like, can I jam with people? Can I just you know listen to some records and then and then you know come along? And like that's where it starts getting interesting. And so you went with country for that and you're like was there a specific any artists or anything or are you just like mm-hmm. i want to play yeah like learn how to play country music no i, I mean i well greg cock does a lot of country stuff mm-hmm. but i learned um a bunch of brad paisley tunes okay there you go because i mean like if you're gonna pick a modern country guitar player who's really good uh-huh. he's he's really good yes <laughs> like like or hate the the lyrics and stuff. If you just listen to his guitar playing, it's kind of outlandish. And yeah. so that, that to me, mm-hmm. you just have to be excited about. If you're trying to carve your own path, I think you have to be excited about just music. Yes. And you can't kind of have any any sort of barriers. Like, I don't like this because, like, any you know, in, in, in any given day, you'll catch yeah. me listening to any sorts of thing, you know, any style yeah. of music. And same with with you and Jeff. Uh, we just like music. Yeah, and I think that's the whole idea: is you have to steal from everybody oh yeah and if you steal from everybody you'll eventually come up with something unique Mm -hmm. and that that always is the goal and and trying to go with stuff that's not as super obvious too yeah i remember my dad telling me that sometimes what he would like to do is put on like the hip-hop station and play rhythm guitar to it because the rhythms and the and the 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 flow of all that is so different than most of what he used like normally listens to but there you can come up with some really interesting rhythm techniques just Mm -hmm. by stepping outside your box a little bit and like hip-hop's a great like thing to listen to when you want to figure out some really neat rhythm chops and really neat uh you know phrasing yeah that might not be as super obvious to to people if you're just listening to a lot of classic rock but you can hear that with a lot of modern guitar playing because a lot of it has really you know sort of program beats and electronica and that kind of stuff it's not swung as much it's very straight beats and emphasis can be in, in, in an interesting place mm-hmm. um which is good and i i think that's really fun um to learn those sort of things too like just yeah any just improvising over top of it to see yes. what you can come up with and chances are guess what it's probably gonna suck 
but you should do it. Well, that and then part of the reason why it, it should suck is that, but you never know what is gonna like click, and then you could steal that little piece and mm-hmm. then like put it inside of your guitar playing. So then when you're when you're doing your thing, and then it kind of comes out, it's like, oh, that's something that. Maybe no one else has done that before or, you know, however that works. Yeah, I think we grew up in a time that was Mm -hmm. like we we had a little different pathway to finding ourselves as as guitarists and musicians. And like for me, it was, you know, magazines and then tab. Yep. Um, You know, for your dad, it was records. Yeah, slowing down the, you know, learning, you know, Pat Travers and stuff like that, you know, and uh, Robin Trower. Yeah. Um, Which is great, yeah. And and I I would take all those magazines that I had and make copies and, and yeah. put them in like in a three mm-hmm. ring binder. Mm-hmm. Like here's the lessons I want to learn, and they're just like all well isolated. And and maybe people still do this, but one of the fun things maybe. you could do was that like if you got a Guitar World, they would have like four or five songs transcribed, and yep. sometimes it was something that you would never have ever learned. Right. Yeah. But you, you how much? Where, where is all your access to learning songs back then? Right. You know, like even pre-internet before you could look up tabs. Yeah. So there was a way to like, well, I guess I'm learning, uh, you know, uh, smoking in the boys room this, this month, <laughs> wait, 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 which wait. is totally cool. Right. Yeah. And then, okay. <laughs> I just meant like you could get a little, you no, could spread yeah. your wings a little bit. You get a little CC DeVille in you. Yeah. It's, it's not so bad. Well, there's a lot of people that have regretted that. Ooh. So, <laughs> okay. Hope he's listening. Um, so yeah, so that's, we're talking about technique wise. Right. Is there any other like uh, maybe like hidden, uh, you know, like style or technique that you've learned that maybe people would be surprised of? Of me, For me? Yeah. Anything else? Um, I mean, I, t- I took guitar lessons for a long time when I was a kid. Yeah. And so my guitar teacher was very adamant about learning like anything yeah. and everything. Like, like classical like, stuff, too? Because well, like, like, some people start kind of at there yeah like they start in a classical sense too yeah randy yeah. googe my gu- randy googe my guitar randy teacher. googe great name uh great guy incredible guitarist uh he he could like sight read classical pieces wow which is bananas i physically can't play that stuff yeah um and so i'm he never bothered he was like well we're gonna learn harp harmonics like i was talking yes, about yes, yesterday yes, yes um and those sort of things but i i think huh. the things that I I try I try to do to find what it is that I would define as my style is is usually stuff that exists outside of guitar. Uh, actually, over the past weekend, I was driving around with with Graham in the car, and we mm-hmm. were just going just running in town, and um, I found some MP3s of old music that I had recorded mm-hmm. that was all instrumental stuff, and most of it is just like piano, okay, and drums and like really simple things. But they're just little melody ideas. They're usually just like a minute and a half. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it was pretty cool to go back and hear like, oh, like this is when I was in this phase. Oh, and, sure. And like, they, but I can see even now like where I ended up, how I ended up here through listening to that. I think one of the best things you can do um, is to get a loop pedal. Yeah. And just play over yourself mm-hmm. and see where you go. I play with myself very well (laughs) (laughs) it's a frequent thing i enjoy ah you set me up for that one that was too easy i apologize everybody that was some serious low-hanging fruit (laughs) i think i need something to drink you should have heard what we were talking about before we started are we gonna cut all that oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's for the patreon that we keep talking about yeah yeah Yeah, if we should if we should have a patreon put it in the comments all right let's do this real quick
That was, that was wild. Kabow. Kabow. It's already getting real sweaty in here. Mm. Liquid Death Mango Chainsaw. Terrific. Right over the middle. Oh, sorry. There you yeah. go. Show it off a little bit here. Can you see the thing? It's supposed to be the thing. It's focused on our faces. Oh, my gosh. Nobody needs to be looking at my face. All right. It's one of those kind okay. of cameras. So we've talked a lot about technique here, and you kind of have, have uh, said a few times in this mm-hmm. conversation that that is the crux yeah. of the sound, because you give you a squire a crate, you'll sound like Zach, right? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. As best as you can. A version of Zach. That's yes. my always my go-to. Give him a squire a crate, Man. see how they do. I the, Squire in a crate, I remember going to... That's my, that's the, my GC rig, bro. <laughs> I remember going to friends' houses, and if they had like a hundred watt amp, it was always a crate. Yeah, and they would have like a Squire standard. Yeah, not like an Affinity. I mean, back in in the yeah. early two thousands, late nineties, if you had just like a standard Squire Strat, like that, I always thought they were pretty nice. Yeah, and uh, man, Squire so, crate, especially if you had a humbucker in the bridge, you set have that have that foot switch with the red and the green LED. You, you got the Squire, the crate, metal zone. Or a grunge, yeah. DOD grunge. That was that was it. Man. So anyway. <laughs> gear. Right? Uh. <laughs> yeah. I think Squire in a Crate should be the title of some instrumental guitar player's album. Squire in a crate. <laughs> Squire in a crate. That's good too. So what about gear? Right? Yeah. So even if you think that technique is has most to do with crafting mm. your signature sound, there's something gear related there right oh yeah and we're trying to sell gear to people so let's pretend it matters it totally Um, matters i know i'm just saying okay so if you'd say like if you were a person that's like uh searching for your own sound yeah but everybody plays all the same shit and every and it all sounds great yeah right how Mm -hmm. where where are the nuances that you can you can explore within your gear to craft your own sound man within gear you already have no, anything, anything oh. it doesn't matter. Gear you have, uh, all the Mythos pedals that you need to buy. That's right. To 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 craft your own signature sound. I, you know, I I think. Or do you truly think it doesn't matter? No, I, I think it totally matters. I okay. think it, I think you know it it begins and ends with how you play. But I think one of the things you have to do as guitar players, and this is something that I've talked about forever, okay. you just have to go play more stuff. Do you think people don't play enough stuff? Yes, because I think we get in our head that I uh-huh. like, like you know, I think most people would assume uh-huh. I only play um, Les Pauls or something, even yeah. though there's like not a Les Paul, you know, in the in office the right now. Yeah, no. Um, but it, a lot of people say I only play Strats. Mm-hmm. I had I, one time we were having a little get together over at our apartment, and uh, one of Morgan's coworkers was like, "You, you have all these Gibsons. Where's your Fenders?" Like you, you don't play Fenders. It's like no. Like, why not? It's like because I've been playing guitar for twenty years and I just don't really like them. There you go. And he was like blown away by that. Like you're supposed to have a Strat. Got to have a Strat or a Telecaster. Right. And yeah. it, like to me, it's like it doesn't. Like I like them fine, but they're yeah, not my yeah, yeah. guitar. And so I think you have to you have to go on that journey of knowing. Yeah. This is what you like, and you have to be brave enough to be able to try stuff that. You just try everything. Well, I think Literally that, it's, a, everything. it's a really good point. And I feel like for me, I have finally, like, and I think spending the last year with you here uh-huh. at the shop has really, really helped me figure that out because yeah. you're very open to just like what 
is actually going to work for people based on how they play. Mm-hmm. So you know, you get to charge like the Zach Broyles like tone service, where you like you listen <laughs> to people and then recommend things. Yeah. Hey, there's some money. Somebody write Man, that down. Millionaire. You need a millionaire. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, they pay you for the service. We make money. It doesn't matter what yeah, they, yeah. what they <laughs> buy. But but point is, is that you know, for me, I think that's. I would always be, especially in the internet era. You just you hear something. And you see something and you get the idea in your head that that's going to be good for you. Yeah. And you just don't know until you play it. Yeah. And I know that sounds funny, but like it, it, it is we can get caught in a cycle where we just you're either burning through gear because you're only buying stuff before you, you try. It. You're just buying things or you're kind of stuck with stuff because mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I thought it was a good idea and I got it. And now it's like, you know, I don't want to have to move it. I'm kind of, I'm just going to deal with with playing this. Right. And I finally feel like that I'm in a point where, you know, I've tried enough stuff and I've been trying way more stuff since we've been, you know, hanging out a lot to where I finally found the things that really work for me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of a lot different than what I thought I, I wanted. Yeah. And yeah. I thought I needed. Yeah. You still need a Mark seven. Oh my God. You're never going to give that up. Are no, you? Until I we get, one. get one for the week. We got plenty of room back here. Got to stack but, it on the Soldano. But the point being is that like, there's just no way to know until you hear how it sounds under your own fingers. Yeah. And, and that's truly what it is. And, and, and one thing I, I do a lot. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I'm, I have a huge imagination uh, and I daydream and all the things that yeah. like, like, it's funny. That's one thing that I think either people have or, or don't have. Like you either have an imagination or you you don't. Yeah. Um, but for me, I I can picture what I want my sound to be in my head. Like the, you can picture the sound. Well, I can hear the sound rather. I don't picture. I was like, that's sick, bro. I, I don't visualize. You have the sound. to draw that out if <laughs> you're looking at it. <laughs> it's this kind of wave. Uh, but no, I, I I can hear what I want myself to sound like. Yes. And I think that you kind of have to do that. Um, in addition to everything else, well, I I think that um, you're you're a pedal builder because you can do that. Well, yeah, and, I guess and that because so. that helps because then you can have a a goal for what sounds good, right? Because I can't do that, right? What I need is I need to keep playing stuff and go like, oh, there it is, right there, right? And like, there's a there's a difference between being able to do that and being like, I hear a sound and I'm going to keep poking at this thing mm-hmm. until I get there. Yeah, I just need to play as much stuff as possible until like I finally hear it and I go, oh. That's what that is. Yeah. And that's where you come in and you're really helpful because you can say, oh, because of your pick attack, you know, you need the soft clipping and you need instead of this and you need this and this. And I think you like sat like all of those things that it's like kind of like unless it's like a hard thing to self-diagnose. Yeah. Unless yeah. you have that that in your your head. And so it's it's uh, it's tough because there's so many cool things out there. Yeah. And you just get stuck with these ideas, like all these things and people probably do. With our stuff, they go like, "Oh, look how sick all this stuff is!" Man, it's and so I, sick. It's so sick. And then, but you do a good job of even addressing that in your "Why I Made These Videos," talking about like what what this pedal could work for and what it might not work for, right? And understanding that. And well, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think a lot of people probably go into buying gear with the intention of I'm going to make this my thing. Mm-hmm. Which is very hard, especially when we live in a world where we're buying things sometimes based off the popularity of it and other people, you know, you like, oh, so-and-so has this. I should have this mm-hmm. um, because it'll help me get my sound. And that's not always yeah. true. But yeah. you just kind of – I think the way you develop your own sound 
is to really think about what you want your sound to be. Do you want like Rhett? Rhett plays so wet, so much reverb, so wet. Rhett, just w- <laughs> please make that a T-shirt, man. I would buy it in a second. I know he's not listening to this. <laughs> wet, <laughs> Rhett. wet, Rhett. He listens to the show. No way. Uh, <laughs> um, Hi, Rhett. But he likes a lot of reverb and delay, and and like I like a, just a just a kiss. Of just of a touch, or, just a touch. I just <laughs> want to kiss the wetness. Just, just spit on it for a second. <laughs> and so, like, I mean, but that is a huge difference. Difference in how uh-huh. I approach yes. crafting sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, is is that that's that's for a lot of people that is their starting point. Yeah. Oh, I gotta have reverb. I gotta have. Maybe you don't. Yeah. Which I challenge most people to play without reverb anyway. But. Um, I, I think you kind of have to take the bare minimum mm-hmm. of whatever you want your sound to be. Mm-hmm. Like you say you want a kind of lush reverb sound yeah, yeah, with yeah, a yeah. mid-forward overdrive and a single coil kind of guitar. Like, cool, do that. Now try to make it not be Stevie Ray Vaughan or uh, John Mayer mm-hmm. or whatever. How do you take that thing and make it your own? And I, I think that is the, the path that everyone kind of has to go down because we always, yeah. we don't always start, we, but we, we, we're, everything is influenced by the biases we've already had, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is just like, like we talked about coming from the, the music we enjoy and the experiences we've had. Yeah. But I think you have to start there and then you start adding things to it and you kind of have to start looking away from all your inspiration. Like if you, if you mm-hmm. really like John Mayer yes. and you like those sort of big, glassy clean things with the mid forward drive maybe don't add an envelope filter because that might just take you down to playing uh just some of that john mary stuff mm-hmm. or grateful dead sort of stuff yeah unless that's your goal but if you're just trying to carve your own thing maybe you know see what happens when you add a big muff or see what happens when you add yeah more delay or you know like the incredible compression or something that's the, yes. try, try the opposite of whatever you think is going to work for you. Well, I, mean, I think that's a really good point. And then the, uh, the, uh, the thing about that would be like, what is that end goal for that person? Yeah. Right. Are you frustrated because it's all going to be up here, you know, it's and, so hard. and to me, I think that's also another thing is that like, if you don't have one, right. Like if you have a sound that you're looking for, and it's literally just like, well, I love John Mayer, yeah, and I and I want to start there, and then the but that's the, where the goal ends because you just want to listen to John Mayer and you like that, yeah. But there's got to be like if you're writing your own tunes and you you sound like that, you're gonna just write John Mayer tunes. Well, maybe, but see, okay, yeah, okay, but maybe you won't, yeah, because you could also look at it like that: is that I like the tones of John Mayer, but then I'm gonna write songs like Neil Young, right? And yeah. then now you're playing Neil Young songs and your guitar tone sounds like John Mayer. Right. I don't know. Does that sound horrible? A little horrible? I just picked. I just picked two <laughs> artists. I just did. But point being is that like, so there's a lot of different ways to sort of craft that sort of thing. Yeah. And the way I like to think about it for myself is that I have so much um, James Hetfield in my playing, but I don't play like straight metal like that at all. Yeah. Like it's not really the so- kind of songs I want to write. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the picking technique and some of the ways that he sort of approaches the riff writing, but not doing it in a way that's just I'm playing like straight Metallica style mm-hmm. stuff, I think is really fun. And yeah. you can hear it come out in my playing, but it's not necessarily like that sounds like a Metallica song. Right. At least I try to. When it does, I try to go, okay, that's too close. I want it like maybe I can add a different effect 
or change the tone a little bit mm -hmm. to or steal like from from Jack White or Josh Homme or even you know Mark Knopfler. Right. Throw something else in there, just the technique to kind of change things up, and then and then kind of and then steer away from it and see if I can find something that sounds original for me. Sure. One of the things I was going to say is one of the ways I like to write riffs, and I think this is a good a good practice for a lot of people, uh, is just on an acoustic guitar. Because I mean, that is that's or a, a guitar unplugged. Yeah. Because then you're it's only you. And the strings yeah. and, mm -hmm. and the sound of good the notes themselves. Because the moment you start adding effects um, and stuff, it can take you down a path that maybe you weren't intending on going. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think it's a little more valuable to write the riff or get the idea out and get it, you know, make a video or a sound uh, voice memo or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just listen to it as the raw idea mm -hmm. because then you can kind of say, Oh, that would really work with this sort of approach or this sound. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of carve your way yeah. to what is really you because a lot of the riffs and the songs I've written and most of the songs that I write are really like that. You guys have never even heard no. a lot of the songs I've written. Mm -mm. They're mostly just simple singer songwriter stuff and they have riffs. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're some of them are kind of actually difficult to play, but they all started on an acoustic guitar. Yeah, almost everything I've ever written that was of value mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I'm actually proud of that. Was mm. was written on an acoustic. There you go. So, and you'll probably like you know write a, you know and think about more of the um, the melodies and like the construction yeah. because you're not overpowering it with you know. Guitar tonage. If I hold this note with this much reverb, then man, that sounds cool. And, and that's it is, not a riff. but that's not a song. Yeah, it's not a song. That's not a song. No. Yeah, that's a good point. So the last part of it that I want to talk a little about, because I think this is something that's, you know, it's a it's a big deal for you, uh -huh. and it's a big deal for a lot of players, is physical style. Physical and how, style. And how, and how that... <laughs> let's get physical. Oh, dang. Ooh. Man. You can't move your wrist. No. Not at all. I mean, a little bit. I can't. But you just, you mentioned like, you know, there's certain, there's a certain technique that you're going to play because you can't move your wrist a certain way. Right. Like, it's like, you know, there you go. <laughs> that says it all, folks. It, man, I look dumb. No. It's I've like, met it's so like, many people that go, why are you acting like that? <laughs> like, like, can you please not do that? Like, I, I, it's, it's so embarrassing when I'm at a store and I have to get change and yeah. I have something in my right hand. I'm like, <laughs> like, please, please. Hey, is this guy making fun of me? Like, no, I'm just I just have a dumb hand. I have a dumb hand. That's <laughs> yeah. the name of your uh, solo album. <laughs> my, dumb, my dumb hand. Dumb hand. <laughs> dumb hand. But there is obviously there's people that came up with certain techniques. Tony Iommi, uh, you know, yeah. uh, that and I think that is another interesting part of this. And it, I, it's not just physical limitations, but the 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 pure style, right? Yeah. That's like if you're a a, a huge you know, uh, heavy metal riff monster. And then you should sit down and learn how to chicken pick. Yeah. Right. Because you, you know, you're not going to suddenly be Chet Atkins. No. And write. Maybe you won't ever even write songs like that, but there's got, there is a benefit to like learning a new technique that's yeah. outside of your wheelhouse because you never know what that could bring in to your style and playing. I mean, that's super yeah. worthwhile. Yeah. Have you ever seen those old Zach Wilde videos of him teaching chicken picking? No. Are you serious? Hey, brother. Hey, brother. They're very old. 
Does he talk um, like that still? Or does that kind of uh, happen a little bit later he's, when he... He's pretty young. Yeah. But he has yeah, so much gain and like yeah. a phaser on, and he's doing <laughs> yes. And, he, and he's like Zach Wilde is remarkable. Like he's an incredible guitarist. Yeah. But the moment you put any big swirling phaser over top anything with distortion, and then mm-hmm. you chicken pick, it just sounds really bad. Well, I know what so, I'm doing after this. Yeah, we'll I'm pull go it watch, up. I'm gonna watch that. But yeah, so like that's another way to sort of figure that is just wholly introduce another style to you and like push mm-hmm. yourself by like learning something physically different on how you pick and how you approach everything. One it, of the it's things, really big. One of the things that I do um, when I'm trying to write riffs or at least, and, and sometimes it's not always like writing riffs as far as writing something that I would mm-hmm. make a song, like base a song around, but adding more riffs to the toolbox mm-hmm. um is I will physically say like okay I'm not gonna play the, the G string, okay, uh, or I'm only gonna like this entire like I'll uh, and again this is where a looper comes in very very mm-hmm. handy, um, and come up with the chord, chord progression and start soloing over it or riding over it and you say okay I'm only gonna string skip so I'm only gonna play every other string, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you do that do it for like half an hour, mm-hmm. uh, and you're gonna find stuff that you've never thought of mm-hmm. and chances are you may have never heard yeah. because when you say like, okay, I'm only going to, maybe I'm only going to take a solo on one string. Mm-hmm. Um, and you do that. You uh, see, even then I, I like, I don't even look like I'm playing guitar. I, I usually, whenever I, I show people like, oh, you know, you play guitar, I do it with my right hand. Because people will be like, what are you like, doing over there? Yeah, you, they're doing that. I'm, it's like, it looks like I'm playing, playing a, the, a the cello the, or something. The, the, the accordion. Or yeah, the recorder or you know, an oboe. <laughs> Little hot cross buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Wow. Good times. I, I remember when I got that recorder for the first time and, you know, I, first song I learned, <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know what happened to it. Dad said it. You must have left it at school. But exactly. it never My dad told up. me it was in the trash. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Pops. Hand oh, me a guitar. Um, yeah, alternative tunings is a great one, too. Yeah, I mean, that that to me is like a rabbit hole in and of itself because I feel like... Do you think that's not a good way to go down? No, personally. I've had fun I, with it. I, it's fun, yeah. but I don't think unless you really commit... To learning how to actualize in a tuning, uh-huh. and this is something we talked about on Dipped in Tone with Ariel Posen. Oh, okay. I, I feel like, uh, so you didn't listen. <laughs> I, I, no, I'm I, kidding, I'm that's kidding. the latest episode. Uh, it, was a lot, it was like it's two weeks ago. I haven't caught up to the latest episode. We were, we were very busy. It's fine. Okay. Um, uh, like I, I don't feel like in, until you're completely comfortable um, at standard tuning. Yes. That going to another tuning just for fun, it's totally fun. Yes. And there's value in that. But oftentimes those things are not always that easy to transpose back into standard tuning. Mm -hmm. So whatever, like all the things I've ever learned in like dad, gad or dad, F sharp, fad, um, that that, those tunings, they, they just live on that. In that tuning, so you just have to go back over there. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, I'm, I mean, and that, and if, but it is, it is a, a a a way to maybe find your your sound if that's where you end up having a lot of inspiration, right? And, and there suddenly, are, this, the riffs and the and the vibes and the songs start sprouting out where they yeah. didn't before because that's a 
you know, a way, a gateway into something that you didn't know that you needed. Sure. And, and, and yeah. learn after you've spent time, like getting the fundamentals of, of playing guitar in that, how to fret properly, how to pick, how to bend, how to, you know, training your ear, you can do all that stuff too. Uh, guys like, I think Tom Quayle, mm-hmm. uh, his B string is tuned different so that the intervals are like all the same. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, I think that's him. I, Answer in the comments if I'm mistaking mm-hmm. him with someone else, but because of that, he has a very distinct style. But that's how he just, that's how he tunes everything. Yeah, and and that's cool. I mean, Joey plays in open tunings, mm-hmm. uh, usually C, um, all the time. Yeah, and I'm sure that was a, there was a uh, a path to self discovery with that. Yeah, he didn't always yeah. do that. I, but then he found it. And yeah, because then... I remember he, he they used to have some songs in standard and then. Mm-hmm. Open E, and then there's just all open E, and then it's all open C. Yeah. And he's had to learn everything in those other, you know, in every tuning. Yes. So that it works. But when you when you get that, I mean, and, and that's a huge thing that we can all, like, try. It's it's free to retune your guitar. Mm-hmm. So why not try it? It may, it may play like shit, mm-hmm. but all you have to do is... Yeah, it's fun. I've, I've written some of my favorite riffs just doing, like, you know open D and right. then just yeah. had some fun with it. And like, Oh, it's just stuff that you would never would never come out. But then if you're going to like actually play yeah, and then you got to, I know it's so exciting. No, I'm sorry. Know. I'm just tired just, of Starfield, just, man. Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> oh. we got to have Starfield week. You know what I do on the way to work? You think about Starfield? Yeah, but I yeah. will find YouTube videos. I'll uh-huh. lay my phone down, okay. screen down. Screen down. But I'll just find YouTube videos with tips and tricks, and I'll just have it playing through yeah. the stereo yeah. <laughs> in the car. I mean, you do know that I listen to Destiny lore videos on I, my ride, I know. right? Because I need to know uh, deep dives into the story of the game. With uh, with, with Bife. With Bife. Yes, and, it's and, my name and is Bife. And all the, like my all, guy. The, all the different characters, you know, like... Yeah. Blade Six and all those guys. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you don't make you can't make fun of me. No, I'm not. You play Destiny and you're no, no. Captain Nerdo over I, here. No, I know. I'm, Stop I'm it. the same. Yes. But what I was saying Captain is you do Nerdo. That's what I said, Captain Nerdo. If you do alternative tunings and then you write songs in that and you have standard tuning, then congratulations, there's another guitar you yeah, have to bring yeah. to the gig. Why not? You guys the more guitars is gooder. Or or oh, or oh, oh. you get a line six variax and you just go click 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 click. Dude, man, those things are cool. You know what's funny is everything. Well, we can maybe we could wrap it up. We're with getting this. close. Yeah. One time I went to a gig, and it was somewhere in Nashville. I, I don't remember. This was years ago, like right after I moved to town. Mm-hmm. And was there with some friends, and the guy walked out on stage with variax. What, what the smooth ones? I would just applause, just, just well, a round of like, applause. Huh. Those usually sound really bad, and uh-huh. at least that's what I thought. And he started playing, sounded good. And it sounded awesome, and he like switched between like a Strat and a, and a Tele sound, and I was like, "Cool, I'm stupid," because yeah. I had this thought of, "Oh, that's just," brr. but in the hand, this guy was awesome. Yeah. So play. in the hands of someone who knows how to make anything work, you know, it's like, it. it I don't know. To to me, like those sort of things. Are are so informative, even to this, mm-hmm. because it all goes to show that I think it just comes down to how you play. Yes, and that as as cool as gear is, I mean, I lo- obviously I love it. Look, there's another amp in between where we, you know there's not, normally nothing. There's just so much stuff. Like 
it, it's it's incredible. Yes, it's fun. It's our lives. It, it's it's obsessive. Like mm-hmm. thinking about gear, but you just gotta. Excuse me. You just gotta. You just gotta play. Well, I, that is sort of where I finally got to. I feel like I'm there where I've been playing way way more than I ever have. Maybe since I was, you know, a, a lonely bachelor in my uh, apartment in Seattle. Yeah. Maybe in the last 15 years. And part of the reason why is because I'm not thinking about my tone very much. Because I'm finally, like, just playing because mm-hmm. I'm happy with everything because it sounds like me. And now I just I just play. Yeah. And it's, like, it's a really great place to be because as much as I want to buy everything and get everything because buying shit is cool and it makes me feel good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Endorphins. Endorphins. <laughs> The, what you really want is you want to like be so uh, locked in with your tone that you just aren't thinking about. It. You're not thinking about oh, I need to you know boost my mids or only oh, if I have this trim or this. You just want to you just want to just have the the riffs flowing out of you. I, that's it. That's the goal, and that's where you find if you're finding your own sound. I feel like I'm there. Yeah, and it feels really fucking good. Yeah, I, I think that that's one of the most important things that you can do as a player is. Look at how much time you spend maybe sitting in the floor or mm-hmm. bent over a pedal board turning knobs. Yeah. And if you took that and cut it in half yes. and just played, you're going to be happier. Yeah. Um, because to me, that was the one thing that ate up so much of my guitar playing time yeah. was just dicking around on the floor. Yeah. And it's it's yeah. unnecessary. I mean, it, I, I do think that there's... Well, a, it's not a, unnecessary. Well, I think there's, there's but, a lot of people that that is uh, one of the things they enjoy. Sure. Putting pedal boards together and tearing apart and trying different stuff. But what we're talking about here is people that like that are sort of somewhat frustrated maybe with their guitar playing. Are we not on? No, we are. Yeah. I just didn't realize I had this switch on that makes it quieter than it's supposed to be. But that's okay. We'll fix it in post. It's fine. Oh, my God. <laughs> It'll be fine. We're yeah. doing great. But what I was going to say was, is that like, this is more for people that are, are frustrated with that. Yeah. And then maybe they're, what they're frustrated with is they're spending too much time sort of fussing with their stuff, fussing yeah. with their amps, fussing with their guitars, because they're not there and they're trying to find that. And hopefully out of all the garbage we spewed today, there's something that we said that you could say like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. I'm going to try that. And that might help me get there. So if we're going to make a bullet list bullet yes, point which i kind of did of of what people should do uh-huh. for finding their own sound okay well, how can we whittle this down to a couple points i'd say number 1 focus on your technique focus on your technique and learn as much as you can in from, as many styles as you can perfect steal from everyone right it's yeah. all free well there you go Kind of. <laughs> yes. It's all free. Pay for uh, uh, lessons and uh, uh, courses from all our friends. Yeah, do that. <laughs> do that. Um, Number two, play as much gear as possible. Try as many things. Try as many things as Everything. possible. Because you never know what's going to hit right under your fingers and you're going to go, oh, shit, that's what I've been trying to hear. Or you never know. It's probably you. it's probably yeah. a tube screamer. <laughs> but that's another episode. Um, and then the last thing would be... Uh, I, I think the last thing is be conscious in how you play. What, what do you mean? Expand on like, that. Like, like I was saying, like, I would say I'm only going to play like this. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think that helps unlock a lot well, of, yes. of innate ability that you might not know you have. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's, that's uniquely you. Yes. So just be very, 
be very mindful yes. of what you're doing when you're practicing and playing. Well, I think what that comes down to is like, you know, you're not, don't just, you know, don't just tread, don't just riff, mm-hmm. like, like have a, have like a, a goal. Yes. Like while you're, or, or while you're practicing or just the, this, the act of being mindful, you know, is, is just being completely engrossed in what it is you're doing and think about it. Uh-huh. Uh, and not that there has to be an end goal, but okay, okay, that you're fair. paying attention to what you're doing in every moment yeah. so you can then direct your actions. Yeah. So if you, you know, if you're soloing or practicing, say, I'm really going to work on this. And you really are mentally thinking about what, you're, what you're, your fretting hand is doing uh-huh. and your picking hand so that you can start like honing your way into your yeah. own yeah. signature uh, thing. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And I think you can do that if you're not obsessing over how it sounds. Yeah. I think, think you can because that. if you're if you get to a place where things sound you're not thinking about it that way, because that I think that's part of what was my problem for and it's probably a problem for a lot of people is that if they're obsessing over what it sounds like and what it doesn't sound like, and they're not really ever gonna be thinking about those things while they're playing. Yeah. yeah. You're just gonna be thinking about all those other stuff. Just ripping riffs. Ripping riffs. <laughs> Hone and tone, baby. Hone and tone. <laughs> so, All right, man. Are we gonna are we gonna do a little? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you buying? What are you selling? <laughs> All right, we're 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 slanging right now, boy. Well, we got tr- something for sale. I got some stuff for sale. I actually sold a lot of stuff recently. You you, you have? I sold a bunch of pedals on the reverb. I did too. You did too. We kind of uh, you know, and yeah, we kind of and you know selling pedals. But we both have. You got a guitar for sale? I do. I'm selling my Firebird, my '65 yeah. non-reverse. Um, I'll make you a smoking deal. Yes. I just don't want to ship it. So there you go. And I am selling my Novo Voltor. You, you That's are. on reverb right now. So same thing. Hit me up if you're interested. Yeah. It's a badass guitar. Yeah. We it, just, yeah, we both have too much stuff. Yes. And, and there's too many other things that we need. And, you know, to tie it in with the show, I think it's just like, it's about tonal discoveries. And I found yeah. out a lot about my guitar playing and what I like. And, you know, just trying to, to hone in on that. And I think for part of what you were saying earlier about that, about like, well, I don't have any fenders. Mm. That's kind of where my brain's at now, where I'm like, I really only want to play like one guitar. Yeah. And I think that like there is tonal variety on, on and that's great. But I think I, I kind of just don't want to think about that very much right now. And yeah. I want to hone in on a sound that I really like and then concentrate on my playing and not like, well, let me see what a telebridge would sound like. Yeah. yeah. With, you know what I mean? Like that's sort of where my head's at. And that's why I really like, I just play my PRS special all day. That's really it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I think that that's important to like, just, it's okay to buy what you like and play what you like. It really is. It's and really it okay. better be mythos. <laughs> well, I think, you know, if you're listening to the podcast. Yes. And you want to support the show. Yeah. Why don't you check out the brand new Fates? Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really happy with it. I it's, am happy. The, the, very, the feedback has been been awesome. And so. and, and it, I, it, I love. I want to tie everything into this topic. It's a fun topic. I I don't think I'd ever consider a chorus pedal in my life. Mm. And you know there are certain songs that I like from bands that I like to play chorus. It's never been something that I've really thought about adding to my arsenal in a way that I you know was really 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 going to you know it was kind of a stunt thing. I would put it on right. And I would play like I thought people played choruses. And what I've really liked about this one is that I've been able to play it and I wanted to integrate it into my sound on how I already play and just give me another dimension to it. Yeah. And it's, this pedal is perfect for that. Yeah. Which it's, is really great. 
Hephaestus, Oracle, and the Fates on together. Tonal Nirvana. Just have a blast. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, the big box, Hephaestus, too. I know. Man. That's all big boxes for me, baby. (laughs) Don't, don't, don't. You don't. Good night, everybody. That's it. Bye-bye.